This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Lip Gloss. What is that on your lips? Oh, it's just your favorite lip gloss? Sperm? End quote. By Electra Abundance. Not much of a house with only one bitch in it. More like a studio apartment. End quote. Electra Abundance. Life comes for all of us. And it comes hardest for the ones who think they're above it all. Blanca Evangelista. End quote. I felt like we should open the episode and the episode should be brought to you by the trans women, the black trans women of Pose that have been shut out, uh, put under wraps, forgotten by the Emmys because the Emmys continue to do what they always do, where they made outfit like they always do. And forget that trans women are women and they have exceptional parts in TV as well. Again. Um, these are the trans women from Pose, obviously, like I was saying, uh, who have been snubbed again from the Emmys. Uh, we have uh, countless white women being represented and being nominated by the Emmys like they always do. Again. And not one single trans woman of color again. Um, so those were some quotes from Pose that I thought I loved and remembered. Uh, oh, and let's not forget the things that Angelica Ross as Candy made us feel in uh, Pose season two. I cried like a newborn. If you don't know the scene, you don't know the episode, please go do some homework. That is an amazing episode. Uh, never felt love like this before. Come on. Come, I just, how can you look at anything like that and say, you know what? Pray Tell was, Pray Tell was the standout character. I love Pray Tell. I love Billy uh, Porter. I really do. But for Billy Porter to be the only person even nominated from Pose is very telling. We are we have a long way to go in in this fight for representation. The fact that Billy Porter is surrounded by black trans women and Billy Porter is the only one that was nominated. So <gasps> So deleting the the reason why the show makes headlines, the reason why the show exists is is five black trans women and their lives. Five plus. And the, five plus. It's more than that. Kiss stars, co-stars, and um, we got Jenny Mock um directing, co-producer Fish, and so it's all these trans women. Hey, hello, not not. This is what we serving, and they're like. Wow, but look at those shoes. And you're like, 
Hey, not not look at the gown. I did put the Vaseline body oil on it with the little shimmer in there. And look at the earrings. I gave you all this. I gave y'all wigs. I gave y'all hair. I, I look, I went and got my brows did. Look, I'll give you everything. I'm like, wow. But look at the rug she's standing on. Sweetie, 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 sweetie. It doesn't matter if BT Awards is doing a black carpet. It don't matter if the Emmys is doing a pink carpet. It don't matter who is doing all the things. We gave y'all all these trans women to look at, and this is not to diminish Billy Porter's accomplishments by any measure. Shout out to Billy Porter. We're yeah. rooting for him. And but if it was anything, when we watch the Emmys, we're hoping Billy Porter <laughs> win. But still, how can we give you all these things and then y'all are looking at the low-hanging fruit? This is not Billy Porter. Billy Porter has won an Emmy already. Multiple. I think he's won multiple Emmys. We're waiting on him to get one more thing because he will be an EGOT as well. Because he got a Tony. He got a... I think we're waiting on him to get a Grammy. I can't even remember him to get a I think an Oscar. Yeah, we're waiting on him to get an Oscar. But here's the deal. How can we be looking at all the things going on in Pose? All the things going on in Pose. And y'all were like... Billy Porter was the best part. And and that's what get on my nerves when they when they nominate some shit that needs to deserve to be nominated, but they nominate it in non-acting and non-directorial categories. Oh, pe- period pieces. How y'all nominate us for fucking period pieces? Yes, because we faggots and we pay attention to detail. Yes, of course the fashions is right, girl. Because <laughs> we're not coming with no half-ass fashions like the rest of y'all heterosexuals out here. And they better fucking get every fucking single thing. I think it's like five categories for goddamn costumes. And they better get every fucking one. And they deserve that too. But also, in addition to, as well, nevertheless, give fucking House of Evangelista their things. And House of One Tour. <laughs> And House of Ferocity. I don't care which one. If y'all, y'all just got so one, many houses to give things to, hashtag legendary. <laughs> what are these other girls doing? Yeah. Um, I just think I mean, the, just the, the, the issue, the biggest issue that I have is we can reward mediocrity when it comes in the form of white women and white men. Because a lot of them shows, I was like, I can't watch an episode of that because it's so fucking mediocre and regular and nothing happens. Oh, look, she's got 16 Emmy nominations. What? Okay. We can award that mediocrity. But when it comes to trans people of color and their experiences, oh, that's only cute in June when it's pride. Let me put my pride flag up. Anyway, um, nope, I am nope. coming back, back to it. This is why this is why we say it is so important. If you watch Pose, you've got to tell five friends to watch Pose. Yeah. So that way, at least two of them will believe in the message and see it and believe in them. Because when award season comes around and Pose is not getting the, the recognition that it deserves, and me or you are sitting here mad, but what? where did we feel? We didn't tell our friends, we didn't tell other people who could, who had the potential to see it, that they could see it. So that is so important. If you need to give your friend, your homegirl, your Comcast password, your Verizon password, your, uh, I don't know what the other providers are for cable, 
tell them, give your friends your your passwords and let them see and receive the message. Because when award season come around, we continue to be overlooked because we want to keep it a secret that we're watching something like a ballroom spectacle from the 1980s. But yeah, I, I think that's half the battle because I think that a lot of people are watching Pose. They are watching the the over the topness of Billy Porter because the the white people know who Billy Porter is. The Met Gala, the Oscars, the Grammys, every red carpet that Billy Porter is on, white people are tuned in. And Linda and so, Evangelista, they and Dominique they, Jackson. They're do not, they know? Do they know the names of MJ Rodriguez? Do they know the names of Dominique Jackson? Do they know the names of Angelica Ross? No. Do they know the names of India Moore? The do they know? They're not no. getting they're not getting invited to the same rooms. And that's why we've got to do our best as LGBT people to make sure that we are promoting them. So that way, because you know what? Some of these Instagram girls, they get on Love & Hip Hop. And you know what happens every week? Love & Hip Hop has 1.3 million views. So we can get posed to at least that many views weekly and give our social media influence. This will help propel us and what we have going on into the mainstream. We've got to do it. We've got to commit to doing so. Actions, actions, actions. And if we can talk about those subjects more than we can talk about straight people getting their ass saved for $35,000, that would be awesome as well. 25000 You Look, you about to misconstrue the number. You put ten more thousand on it. I'm like, thirty-five. Um, that's how much I didn't care about. <laughs> um, I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. <laughs> We're finally getting to this part. Uh, A.K.A. Straight for pay trade <clears throat> bka making the stallions spiritual bodyguard my first of all we're going to come back to that because <laughs> her back i'm aka making the stallions bang that would not move while she was trying to cry i'm aka making the stallions bang um my name is ronald matters follow me on the internet at ronald matters and of course ronaldmatters.com our icebreaker this week is have you felt any discrimination in the workplace because you're gay? Sweetie, 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 <laughs> sweetie, 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 sweetie. Come back to me. Come back. Well, don't come back to me because you know the answer. Yes, of course, because I'm femme, because my voice is soft, because all the things, they all apply here. All of them. So Yes. yes. I, I assumed the answer was yes, and the answer will be yes for most of our listeners, more than likely. But I felt like this was an appropriate icebreaker because uh, there was a story about an ICU nurse's acceptance to Union University being declined because they found out he was gay. So um, I know that, well, I don't know. I, I think that you know Union University because it's very close to Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, it's out, right outside of Memphis. It is right outside of Memphis, Tennessee. But they have uh, one of the best-rated uh, CRNA programs. Uh, CRNA are uh, nurse anesthesiologists for our non-medical people out there. And right now is a really great time. We need a lot more ICU nurses. We need a lot more nurse anesthetists out there uh and this is the wrong time to be telling people that they can't go to school for uh nurse anesthesiology because we need a lot and people are dying because we don't have enough of them 
But here is a workplace that is telling people, uh, no, you can't come here because you're gay. It's like Barbados. I'm still on it, um, by the way. On the last episode, Traveling Bottoms, don't co- we want the people to break remotely to come to Barbados. I'm like, okay, let me tag my friends. But they was like, not if you're gay. And I said, like, oh, but I've already tagged all my friends to go. <laughs> yeah, so... <clears throat> it's a lot of money in anesthesia now. Putting the girls to sleep. Yes. You next to God at this point. <laughs> Laying the girls to rest. Woo. R.I.P. Very... Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so... It's a big story. It's not a big story. It's a small story, but I think it should be a bigger story because he posted the letter that Union University sent back to him um, and they were real nice, nasty in the beginning part of the letter. And then like in the second page, they're like, girl, we found out that you was gay and this is a Christian university and we don't play that gay shit over here. Um. He blacked out the names, not like we needed to know the names, but the story is very easily found via Google. Um, I thought it was also a good icebreaker because I've felt discrimination in a workplace because I was gay, been fired because I was gay, and I think a lot of people have had that um, experience. But we don't talk about it enough. Um, so I thought it was a good icebreaker to break the ice. It's um, broken, bro. It's broke. <clears throat> and we broke. Don't y'all keep playing these games about this goddamn what masculinity in the boardroom, gross. Mm. Who going to a boardroom? Oh, I like to sit. I like to sit in the C suites. I tell you, I sit in the C suites now. Don't play with me. I ain't going to know that damn world. Anyway, um, <laughs> our affirmation. Y- y'all play them reindeer games in there if you want to. Huh? Um, our affirmation this week is your inner saboteur is the bitch telling you you're not shit. You ain't ever gonna be shit. You're not doing enough. And what you are doing is trash. Block her. She has no business on the timeline of your life. Unfriend her. When was the last time she helped you sabotage anything but yourself? Delete her number. It's time to find your inner cheerleader and let the saboteur go. Um, mm -hmm. I think that... How did you get there? Listening... Well, not listening, because I don't... Watching people, hearing how people are um, coping with everything that's going on right now. Um, A lot of people I've seen let their saboteur take over for a lot of things going on in their life. And um, I think it's important to find the the way to move your saboteur out of your life and promote the cheerleader in your life and say, okay, well, yeah, that's nice. This part, this inner saboteur in my head is telling me I ain't shit. I ain't never going to be shit. I, all the shit I'm doing is horrible. 
uh, I'm not doing enough, um, this and I'm that and all. I think a lot of people have been putting that on the internet and saying that out physically. Um, and I want to make sure that we also remember that while you have an inner saboteur, you also have an inner cheerleader. That cheerleader can bring you up and motivate you instead of you promoting what your saboteur is doing. That's very valid. Um, especially with looking at headlines, like right now is the best time to start a small business, um, especially an online business. If you could do something on YouTube or if you can start a podcast, I mean, like the starting costs for a lot of these things are becoming cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So you can definitely do a drop shipping business on Etsy. Uh, there's so much stuff you could be doing right now. And right now is the best time to do it while we're all sitting at home we all getting this uh, another twelve hundred dollars stimulus check is coming. I'm like, don't don't count them chickens before they roost. I'm mm. already planning the twelve hundred dollars. Well, first of all, I was gonna do that anyway. So I'm already planning on how I can grow the things I'm doing in in my personal life. Because girl, the this stuff I'm doing with y'all, y'all, I didn't gave y'all enough of my time and money. Um, how can I pro, um. I'm gonna say profess, but that's not the right word. How can I excel in my personal life with an additional twelve hundred dollars? So I'm looking at th those types of things, and so I cannot let my inner saboteur keep me from my personal goals, my professional goals. Because you know what? Right now is the best time to do all of it. Right now is the best time to do all of it. And if you sit I, here and waste this, then girl, you times are wasted. Is that Erica Badu? Erica Badu got a song called "Times Are Wasted." And they came out like. Oh, one. Y'all been wasting time since then? <laughs> the song feels all already. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Girl. definitely do not listen to your inner saboteur. Also be mindful. Uh, that $1,200 may not come. Do not wait on that twelve hundred dollars because girl, I've been wait. I never got the initial twelve hundred dollars, so <laughs> oh, don't wait on another one. Bitch. But I'm, no, I am not. Um, anyway, uh, our word of the day this week, W-E-R-D, is gray sexual. G-R-A-Y sexual. S-E-X-U-A-L. Any ideas? Well, this is, of course, about old people. So It's not. Look at there. Oh, it's not about old people? Mm-mm. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> gray sexual is used to refer to people who experience <gasps> limited sexual attraction. In other words, they experience sexual attraction very rarely or with low intensity. This is also known as gray sexuality spelled with the G-R-E-Y. Some people spell gray differently. Yeah, differently. Um, gray sexual people fit somewhere between asexual and allosexual. Asexual, obviously, being you don't have sex with nobody or only sex with yourself. And you allosexual, meaning you have sex with all the people. <laughs> meaning allosexual. Mind your business. <laughs> Get into business. <laughs> That's what, okay, so it's two words of the day. Asexual <laughs> and allosexual. Allosexual, you. you have sex with all of the people. Thank um you. This stems from the idea that sexuality isn't black and white. There's a gray area that many people fall into. So, gray sexual. 
I'm here for it because yeah, yeah, that's what I like. Um, I'm about to send you something on Facebook, Mister, and if we need to talk about this somewhere up in here. Okay. Um, support for this ghetto ass podcast because it's ghetto as y'all ghetto. can hear right now. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Support for this ghetto ass podcast comes from an, a couple of awesome donors and from the beautiful people listening every week. Thank you guys so much for staying tuned. Uh, we know sometimes but we take a break here, we take a break there, we do an episode later. Sometimes Look, we just imagine business, like I just said. Imagine business. <laughs> Sometimes we just don't. But we, we asexual. We don't feel like sharing this week. <laughs> yeah. Some but we appreciate the support no matter when you support. So if you support with continuing to listen every week, we appreciate it. Um, but if you would like to see this podcast continue with more than just a listen, you can support us by going over to our Patreon right now. There will be a link in the episode and for at least one dollar a month you can contribute to keeping this podcast a black gay trans affirming podcast on the airwaves without thank you al maxwell for um recently signing up for um a two dollar a month subscription look one dollar two dollars seventeen dollars all of them so al maxwell thank you so much yeah and without support from supporters like Al, we cannot keep this podcast going. So we would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that support. Um, <clears throat> last week we talked about traveling bottoms. So I think it's fitting we talk about traveling locally as a gay, whether you are a bottom, top, verse. Christian. Well, you can be a Christian in all those as well. Uh, a verse. I identify as Christian first. Well, you're also a liar. <laughs> Before uh, I'm black, I'm a Christian. Traveling as a, a gay. <laughs> Period. Per. Per. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> traveling locally can be dangerous, apparently. Um, or not as accessible as traveling as a member that is not as a person that is not a member of the LGBTQ community. Um, the article that I'm referencing is on advocate.com. Uh, it says racial and anti LGBTQ bias persists in ride sharing services, even though companies have taken steps to reduce it. Um, is talking about the homophobia that some um, Uber, Lyft, and Via drivers, I, have, I still don't even know where you can get a Via app, um, where they will look at your picture and look at your profile, and if you are, it looks like you might be a little gay, might be a little film, they'll cancel the ride. Yep, it happens experience here mm -hmm. so again in talking about traveling as a gay person throughout the world I thought that this was an important subject to bring up because maybe we should just be fucking changing our avatars um, I'm supposed to be a unicorn uh, well I can't be a unicorn because it's a susceptibility that's, ver to 
Quite. Uh, so should I be a stallion? Well, they also shooting us in the foot. So, um, what should I be? And I'm not making jokes about making a stallion being shot in the foot. I'm not. But put the how does the, it work? Put the rock up there. Put a picture of the rock. Be like, okay, look, I'm uber masculine and I'm huge. I'm a wrestler. Pick me up. Oh no, no, no! Just put a white woman up there. Hello. That's oh, girl, it. They That's will the complain against Starbucks. Like, oh, she would complain against Starbucks, Brookstone. Where was she complaining at? Like, oh, she <laughs> would leave a negative Amazon review. I want to be her. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the answer. Um, <laughs> mm, sweetie. Mm, I, yeah, so you I didn't do no it. research on this. I don't yeah, know. How I don't, to it, just this. it just happened 35 minutes ago. Okay, I didn't do no it, research. I, I don't know what to wow. say. I don't know. Wow. Uh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> Talk about sweeping me off my feet. Uh, okay, so let me wrap this story up, and then okay, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, damn. So I think the what I would recommend is changing your avatar on your Uber and Lyft or Via or whatever the fuck, even your Airbnb, you because because mm-hmm. I've I, I, uh, face that with Airbnb too of, of people asking What's me what gender oh. what gender my partner was because we were traveling to go stay at their Airbnb. I'm like what well, what the fuck does it matter? Are asking gender or your partner? Wow, these niggas is progressive with their questions. What 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 does it matter what kind of fucking I'm gonna be doing at your Airbnb? Do your bills need to be paid? Because <laughs> that's why you do an Airbnb, because your bills, you can't pay your bills. So the recommendation that I would have uh, to round this out is change your, change your avatar. And if you have to change statistics to a white woman, because, you know, they're going to accept that. And well, if I don't you want up, people pulling their And if you show up, up in the world as a black gay, they're like, oh, damn. Hmm. Well, it's too late. You already rented it to me. <laughs> Take me to Harlem. I don't want them to point a gun out on me when they get in the car. Like this tall ass bottom with this tall voice. Mm. I was going to do that anyway. Do you want to open this next story? Because uh, I don't know shit about that. So I'm on Twitter, the headline said, y'all, please refresh your feeds um, regarding Atlanta um, and girl, what's going on. So I refreshed my feed and across the top it says Atlanta Councilman Antonio Brown, 35, has been indicted on charges including wire fraud, mail fraud, and bank fraud, the U.S. attorney in Atlanta says. The alleged conduct took place before Brown was elected to office. And somebody else down to the uh, channel will have more. Um. So Antonio Brown was supposed to be the first L- black gay man to do so many things in Atlanta. I don't know if he was a representative. Oh, he was a councilman. So he won the councilman seat. And so, so many influencers were rooting for him when he was running because this would be so great because Atlanta is a large black gay mecca, a black mecca of so much. And so to give someone with two diversity, um, you know, pins a chance to fight and win, we were here for it, the name of the podcast. Uh, but now, as it turns out, effective 35, 45 minutes ago for this person to be newly indicted on charges, 
as you heard the Superman say like five to seven minutes ago when I sent him the link. What? Huh? How? Um, there is more to come on this, but our it says four years. It quote. For years, Antonio Brown allegedly sought to defraud a number of banks and credit card companies by falsely claiming that he was a victim of identity theft, end quote. The U.S. attorney, Byung J. Pak, said, um, quote starts again, Brown's scheme was eventually brought to light, resulting in his indictment by a grand jury, end quote. Um, so Atlanta, it sounds like, it sounds like Atlanta gays bank fraud stunts. I'm not here for it, but I'm going to keep Atlanta councilman Antonio Brown lifted in my prayers because if this is not true, I would like for him to be vindicated. I really would. Superman, your thoughts? Same. Um. I like Antonio. Um, I met Antonio. I have uh, supported Antonio. And to hear anything like this uh, just sounds out of character for the person that I thought that I knew and thought that I supported. Um, but it don't sound out of character for an Atlanta game. <clears throat> There is a lot of stories of people uh, perpetuating in scams and foolery and stunts with credit cards and wire fraud and all kind of shit like that. Um, I would hope that that is not the case for him. I would hope that this is just a hit piece, someone trying to take him down because he has higher political aspirations. I hope that that's the case, and the case is not that he's been doing stunts. Talking about LGBT drama in the workplace with our icebreaker, bitches, look, weapons will form. He didn't say they was going to prosper. Prosper. So, um, I'm hoping that this is that. And so, the weapons has formed, and it won't prosper. So, Antonio Brown, we are uh, keeping you in our thoughts and prayers. I know thoughts and prayers is kind of like, ugh, gross. But what else can we do, Antonio? We don't got no money to give you to... Um, hire a lawyer. So, are you going to get a prosecutor at this point? I don't know. Um, well, it would be a prosecutor against him. <laughs> Somebody would be. I don't know. I'm like, him. I don't know. He needs a, do. he needs a defender. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But Atlanta Councilman Antonio Brown, we are praying for you, hoping for the best. In lighter news, congratulations to Shay the Slay Kool-Aid. Spoiler alert! Um, fast forward four to five uh, minutes. If y'all ain't watched that guy, Twitter and Instagram yet. ruined it. But I was like, oh my gosh, I fell asleep. <laughs> and Netflix ruined it. Netflix put the put her put her picture up with the goddamn scepter. It's like, oh, if you want to watch this, you want to watch this episode. This is the avatar to click. But if you see the avatar, you see Shea Coolay holding the goddamn scepter. It's like, well, shit, do I have to watch the episode? Less than 24 <laughs> hours after she won. Like, spoiler alert, Netflix. Y'all not supposed to. Twitter might have ruined it, but Netflix not supposed to. Uh, so it's not ruined by Here For It Podcast is what I'm saying. Um, congratulations. Uh, I knew that that's what the end result should have been from day one of the start of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. It was like, oh, Shea Kool-Aid on there? Cool. 
Um, I would like to see those other girls try uh, and fail multiple times. Because uh, Shay is about to win. Y'all scared me a little bit. Because for a minute, I was like, ooh, y'all about to steal this from, from her. We have seen it many, many times that the rightful winner queen gets robbed. I don't have to cite no sources. Y'all know exactly which ones I'm talking about. We don't have to relive that. But uh, twice in 2020, if we only have one glimmer of hope and one uh, delightful thing to look at, RuPaul crowned a black winner. Shout out to Jada Essence Hall, friend of the show, and shout out to Sheikh Houlay. We wish you were a friend of the show. Uh, but we can't get, get in contact with you. We don't have the right numbers. Yeah, we don't get the right numbers. For sure. We don't have the right connections. <laughs> we don't have the right numbers. Um, she recently also came out with what she has done with her prize money. Uh, apparently, she already got it. Hmm. Woo! Different tax bracket. Must be nice. It really must be nice. Uh, so, as the winner of All Star Spy, she gets $100,000. She has said that she's donated $10,000 to Black Lives Matter of her $100,000, and then the rest she is putting towards buying home. That's good, because homes ain't cheap nowadays with tastes like her, like she got. <laughs> I don't want to cry on this part. Don't wipe your tears. It's hard. It's hard and it's expensive. <laughs> I'm buying a home. So I'm like, don't wipe your tears, queen. Don't wipe them like this. Let them flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. The song for my soul. <laughs> Let it flow. Um, yeah, because by the home, especially with her taste, because she uh, went to school for costume design. So, you know, she want the foyer to look like this. And film. And she want the, the um, hardwoods to look like this. And she need the wall arts to be black as king. <laughs> Shout out to Beyonce um, coming out on Friday. Friday. <laughs> So um, when you're done with this podcast, wait 24 hours and then you have Beyonce. So there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> a precursor. Um, so you know, Shea Kool-Aid went to school for design and things. So Shea Kool-Aid, their house gonna be dead. Do done dead. <laughs> Congratulations, Shea Kool-Aid. Uh I was very happy to see it. Uh it was deserved. Uh, Talking about the track record on the last episode, you were saying Miss Cracker had won three challenges, so was Miss Cracker going to win? And in the finale, Miss Cracker did put up a good <coughs> skirt reveal, but I mean, good. The glitter fell off her chest. That wasn't good. That was that very much reminded me of Asia O'Hara when the butterflies died on the stage. R.I.P. to the butterflies. Um, well, I'm just saying this, those were your fears going into the finale, and now yes. on the, this side of the finale, you're excited about the way things turned out. Yes. Juju, though, this was Juju's third time, so can she come back for All Star Seven, or are we expecting Juju to sit it out at this point, or does she let come Juju, out? With... Let Juju be a judge on um, Drag Race Thailand, Canada, because I'm currently no, watching not fucking Canada. Canada. What do, she don't have nothing to do are with you Canada. Watching? Drag Race Canada? No. I sent you the password. Uh-huh. I'm still not watching. Okay. No. That's too many. I'm not going to say that on. Um, <laughs> um, the next story is um, 
unfortunate. And again, I hate that every week that we give you guys this podcast, I have to give you an unfortunate <gasps> update or story. But no, uh, if we no. don't do it, no one else will. And then we'll talk about other people are doing it. You just don't listen to them. What's their names? Please tell me. Please tell me. I'm on the internet all the time. I'm listening to all kinds First of different all, And there will be one more tweet that will be honoring the person who has been murdered. So thank God for that tweet that has been put out in there. Use the hashtag. Hashtag say her name. Say his name. No matter who it is. But pretty please, if you hear other podcasts, pretty please say Ed here for a pod. This other podcast also talked about a trans murder this week. And you know what we'll do? Follow them. We'll like their posts. We are building a network. Yes, we should support each other. Other podcasts are talking about it. We support each other. I'm here for it. We're not those type of girls. At all. No. No. Um, but link us, though, so we know. Yes. <clears throat> um, so, hashtags are her name. Her name is Alejandra Muna Kuka. Alejandra Muno Cuco. Um, Alejandro, Alejandra, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, she died because of the stigma that her body carried for being trans, for being black, for being poor, and for living with HIV and for being a sex worker. Stupidity, aka. Yes, Dumb all shit. those things. All those Dumb things. Shit. Um, After the paramedics who arrived to treat Alejandra learned that she was living with HIV, her housemate, Leedy, said that they told her it looked like an overdose. Leedy said the paramedics told her not to give Munakuko any food or water since she was in respiratory distress and to calm down saying, take it easy, nothing will happen to her. When a second ambulance arrived a few hours later, a second ambulance, Munakuko was dead. Um, Her friends have um, tried to put the story out and say the real reason that she died is clear. The paramedics did not want to provide appropriate care because she was a black trans sex worker living with HIV. Living with HIV. Come on. Uh, Munakuko, which is a nickname, her given last name was Ortega, was born in a small Colombian city known as Meganeke. We're trying, we're trying. I, mm. yeah, and I, um, around the time a conflict between drug cartels and guerrillas flared up in the same year that homosexuality was decriminalized in Colombia. She told researchers in 2014 that she faced violence and harassment throughout her life because of her identity. So she was a trans woman of color, uh, a sex worker, and uh, HIV positive, openly HIV positive. Once, whatever happened to her, because that does not matter, the paramedics arrived to treat her. They refused to treat her because she had HIV and because she was a sex worker, mm-hmm. which is illegal 
in other countries in this country of the United States of America is definitely illegal and it's illegal in other countries. In Colombia, it may be not fully illegal yet, but hopefully uh, it will become illegal because this is wrong. This is absolutely wrong. If you are a healthcare worker and you're supposed to be treating people, you should be treating people regardless of what their profession is, regardless of what their HIV status is, regardless of what their identity is, regardless of who they have sex with is, you should be doing healthcare. You are a healthcare worker. Do healthcare. Do healthcare. <laughs> Do healthcare. Do healthcare. Yeah, seriously, honestly. So, um, again, like I said, I don't want I don't want to highlight these goddamn stories. I really don't. I wish there was no goddamn stories like this. I really do. But there's fucking stories like this. So we speak your name, Alejandra. Um, hopefully there will be a change in spaces in Colombia and spaces like that around the world where if you are an HIV positive sex worker with a different identity than the paramedics that are showing up to treat you, you will still get treated regardless of what the fuck they think. Uh, hoping so. Um, and who was the trans woman that was found dead in that burned house? Yeah, I saw that one too. Um, I, I want to say her name. I don't remember. It's very difficult to keep up with so many names and so many stories, but she was um, Latinx as well. And it was just crazy that her body was found burned in the house. I'm like, what? What? So, ugh. Yeah, indeed. Um, <clears throat> the next story is um, 9 out of 10 gay men in this recent poll <laughs> have identified that they are having either no sex or only sex with one partner in the past month during the pandemic. Look at them learning and growing. Y'all had sex with <laughs> one partner? Wow. Gross. It's gonna get worse. Hold on. Oh my god. Yeah. They still not using protection. Here we go. Won't wear masks, won't wear protection. But I'ma wait. Okay. In the first month of the pandemic, more than half of queer male respondents, 59%, had no sex at all. Of those who were sexually active, 78% limited their number of partners to one. Good job. To put this in context, one in five men reported usually having more than one sexual partner in a month. So they still out here fucking, but it's Who's only this study one. study so we can research it? We know we love citing our sources. So, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt University. Thank you. For, okay, thank you. That was a well-versed study, no possible. <laughs> We know how some of y'all girls hate to say the word verse. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, so the study also found that uh, there are many reasons that the LGBT pe- LGBTQ plus people may be at greater risk of severe disease if they are infected with COVID-19, despite the fact that little attention has been paid to the disparities of uh, people with different sexual orientations and gender identity in this crisis. So they were talking about in the study that um, they weren't admitting to any um, symptoms of coronavirus 
to any of their sexual partners. So if they had the shortness of breath, coughing, fever, any of those things that might be present if they had coronavirus, they were still having sex with the one sexual partner, but not saying or not disclosing or hiding the fact that they had any of those symptoms um, because they didn't want to be cast out, rejected for sexual contact with that one person that they were having sex with because they had a cough or shortness of breath or a fever or any of those other symptoms. So I thought it was important that we talk about that topic um, because the study is identified six in 10 queer men with COVID symptoms are hiding them. Yeah, and a lot of those same people want to if they have HIV. So imagine if right. they have HIV, if they got herpes, or if they got syphilis, and they're not telling you that. Oh, you think just because, oh, I got COVID symptoms, I might actually tell you. No, I'm not telling you that either. And you know what, what also the conversation has been in recent weeks? It's not my responsibility to tell you. You should treat everybody as though they have everything. So I got to treat you like you got HIV, and I also got to treat you like you got COVID. So you know what you can do? Don't waste your gas. <laughs> Stay where you <laughs> Stay over there. <laughs> Stay over Don't waste there. your gas. Don't waste the Uber money. Do not borrow your cousin's car. No, I'm not going to fuck you in the alley outside my apartment. Stay where you're at. <laughs> I'm just... It's no laughing matter, even though I just had a good cackle, a good giggle. Don't want to quantify it appropriately. No, stay over there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm confused. I'm not. What I, I, well, I'm confused at the way that people are carrying on. And carrying disease. If you like to cancel Patreon.com forward slash Cancel me. My name is at Ronald Matters. Um, what do I do? I'm a DoorDash delivery driver. So cancel me, girl. I'm an independent contractor anyway. So I just think that there is <clears throat> I think there is a more responsible way that we can have dialogue about disease and okay. disclosure. Let's be that. Let's be that. Tell me how we can be that. Tell me how we can be that. Honesty? What? Oh, no, no, not that one. What's the second pillar in your statement? That's it. That's the only oh, way. What? Because There's only one thing you can do. And so I don't want to go down the whole rabbit hole with this. We need to because and, six out of 10 people are not disclosing that they are having COVID symptoms. Yes. And that's the topic I want to talk about. I don't want to, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of HIV. That's why I tried to bring it back, but you're you taking it back. I'm so, saying I, I'm cutting it off. I'm cutting off the, the, the other conversations because we mentioned them and they are conversations that need to be had. I don't the podcast will be, back. I don't, it, 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 we 50 <laughs> minutes in here, so we don't have time to go down both of those rabbit holes. So we're going to talk about the disclosure of coronavirus symptoms. So, mm -hmm. minus the HIV, minus the disclosure of um, your identity 
STI. if your identity is different. Disclosing your coronavirus symptoms in the middle of a pandemic is extremely important. If you are exhibiting these symptoms and you'd have been out here playing all the games, the been to the club, the been um, on all the airplanes, um, the the been to all the the sets and the kickbacks and everything like that and you've been exposed possibly to people with coronavirus and you may now have coronavirus and aren't even asymptomatic because you got symptoms you're not asymptomatic you got you might have symptoms it is important that you talk to people and say hey this might be going on with me so me meeting up with you don't kill me don't kill you yeah. Because it might not kill you. It's coronavirus is not killing a lot of people. It's what, 4 million cases in the country killed 140, 150,000 people. So there is millions of people that have had coronavirus and it didn't kill them yet. But it has killed other people. So it's important for you to say, hey, I might be experiencing these symptoms. It didn't kill me, but if I give it to you, I don't want it to kill you, or at least you make the informed decision that you cool. It don't matter if you come in contact with people with coronavirus symptoms. And I thought this was a very important study that Vanderbilt did because no one's talking about the LGBT the LGBT of aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know. Because, again, like I've been saying for a couple months on this podcast, that we in the LGBT community are doing some low-key shit. Porn has not stopped. The sets have not stopped. The sex parties have not stopped. Uh, Oh, it's my birthday. Um, Let me invite 20 people over here. That shit ain't stopped. So... It is perpetuating itself through the LGBT community... And nobody is talking about the impact that coronavirus is having on the LGBT community. So I thought it was a great study. Um, I hope that they further the study and continue the study. Um, I'm interested. Obviously, I have a vested interest. Uh, I don't want to see it impact um, the LGBT community in a way that um, studies have recently shown that it has impacted the black community. I would yeah. hope, but we'll see. I, I'm absolutely here for everything you just said. I have no rebuttals, no more colorful commentary. So, yeah. Uh, last but not least, execute Ed Buck. Um, Who? <clears throat> Ed Buck. He I never heard get... of him. Who is that? Mm, Google. Mm, mm. Uh, Ed Y'all, Buck please has... Google Ed Buck. If you have not Googled Ed Buck, make sure that we are giving Ed Buck all the social media impressions. He needs to know that he's trash. You need to thumbs down all of the fucking links on the blogs and things. We, What is going on? Ed Buck's trial was supposed to start next month, one week from today. Well, three weeks from today. But still, it was supposed to start during my birthday week. Hashtag first week of Virgo. Hashtag Virgo Nation. Shout out to Virgos. My cash app is dollar sign Ronald Matters. Anyway, so um, Airbooks trial is supposed to start next month. Main point. Airbooks trial was, and so it's delayed until January because um, I guess they can't decide if 
three black gay men are dead due to Ed Buck, and other black gay men have come out and said that Ed Buck also, um, what you call it when you look for bitches specifically? Um, targeted. Targeted. This is big words. Targeted. Really Ed Buck targeted them. Small word. It's just really small. <laughs> it's six letters. I think it's eight, but okay. T A R G E T six. Targeted. Okay. Um. And so, why his trial case start next month? What's going on? There's multiple people, multiple witnesses. The thing, the scam is the same. Y'all have evidence that the ambulance arrived and the black man was still tied down to Ed Buck's bed with the meth on the nightstand. How are we confused that Ed Buck is the person who injected this black gay man with the meth? The overdose happened because the black man is tied down to the bed, and here go a white man standing over him. A white, old, say, wrinkly, ugly man. Say the same, I'm not tired of saying the same thing every time. Y'all gonna get it every time. So if y'all need to fast forward this little bit, it's the same gonna be the same little bit because ain't no new information, but the result should be the same. Convict Ed Buck. Execute Ed Buck. Um, I don't need her here, here anymore. I just... Mm-mm. Some people are irredeemable. And if you can put drugs in someone, watch them die multiple times for multiple people. It's not like you made a mistake once. You're irredeemable. I just want you to have that conversation with God at this point. Because there's nothing else that we can do for you here on this planet. You got to have that conversation with God. You got to go. Execute Ed Buck. And if you would like to cancel uh, Here for a Podcast, because I said that, you can go over to our Patreon right now, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. The link will be in the description. Um, I actually have a sexual health little nugget this week. Okay. Um, that there has also been a study about glory holes. True. And um, this well, actually there's been multiple studies about glory holes. Yeah. Um, the New York Department of Health uh, has fully recommended glory holes, and yeah, we talked about that. Uh, I'm here for it. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. The that was the first study. And now the the British Columbia Center for Disease Control has also contributed to that study. Not the UK girls, like yeah, you can get your dick took over here too, sir. If you can, so come y- across the so ocean. yeah, that that's the point that I'm making. <laughs> the sexual health nugget is multiple departments of health have uh, agreed that uh, glory holes are responsible things to do be doing right now during this pandemic as far as if you um, just got to go out here and have the sex. So, um, if you got to go out here and have the sex, get you um, a good local glory hole. There are probably many. We're not condoning this, are we? I yes. I, yeah, because... Mm. What's the uh, what's the alternative? <laughs> having the, having people walk in your house and breathe on you? <laughs> you go you go over to their house and, and, and they breathe on you there or you breathe on them? That's the alternative. Um be safe, y'all. And if you can't find a local glory hole, make a glory hole at your house. 
Um, I'm not. I'm not endorsing. That's a fifty percent endorsement over there. It's fifty percent his podcast. Cool. Um, I'm not. Do, it's, do, save it's, yourself. It's, it's save an yourself. Mag- it's an old magazine, girl. <laughs> save yourself. Uh, um, but the sex workers have um also um spoken to news sources saying that they endorse this because they definitely need to continue to make money. And if glory hole, glory holes appear to be the safest way to do so, and so. If you could support a small business, <laughs> it's a small oh, business. You know it's a small, small little hole. It's a small, it's a small hole. hole. You know, maybe, maybe four mm. inches in diameter. That's the small. That's the smallest business I can think of. Four <laughs> inches. I mean, I'm still scared. I, with caution, if you need to, if it is a must, Lord. You Jesus. can be really creative if you are making a glory hole at home. I'm not. I'm you know, not. like you can. It's like a clean room. So like, if it's like by your front door. And it's just a sheet by your front door that you like tacked to the ceiling. And then they, I don't know if you're receptive or if you, um, the non receptive partner. Mm-hmm. It, it don't matter. The picture or the catcher. Yeah. If you are the receptive partner, they just show up, come through your front door, the sheet is up, you cut the hole in the sheet. I say this from. Huh? Its, <clears throat> <laughs> but I did this in my marriage. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have fun. We have to, you have to find ways to to keep it hot. And I, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so what you do is, <laughs> you need to start a damn course on Instagram and sell it for ninety nine dollars. Don't tell you. Okay, moving on. Moving on. No, no, no. I want, I want, I want them to know you want to tell how your to do this business. Okay. safely. So if you have to do it safely, you put the you tack the sheet to your ceiling near your front door. You cut the hole in the sheet before or after you tack it to the ceiling. If you are the receptive partner, the person that's coming over puts their dick in the hole, mm-hmm. and you do your business. Whether you are just trying to suck the dick or you trying to. Uh, get hit from the back with the dick. If you are the non-receptive partner and you want somebody to come over and they just put their ass up to the hole, they put their ass up to the hole, you do your business, and then they walk out. You take the sheet down and then you disinfect the whole area that that person was in and you're good. You had your whole sexual experience, probably a new fantasy if you've never done something like that before, and it's a glory hole at home. Glory holes at home. So which one do I do? Do I put my, my mouth to the hole on my butt? I'm so confused. I don't know. Well, as long as you're not breathing your respiratory droplets on the person, that's what makes it effective. And so if it's just the sexual content contact of dick and ass, it's more safe. Is it 100% safe? No. Herpes. But okay. You have to define what your safe is. Which okay. I've been saying for two years. Some people were like, ooh, safe sex. Well, what is safe to you may not be safe to What's me. that dude named that host Watch What Happens Live? Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen. Was oh, on The View talking that. about, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe as a gay man, I cannot donate my plasma as a COVID-19 survivor because I'm gay. The American Red Cross Association is um, discriminating against me. Wow, you know who has been saying that um, gay men should be able to donate blood this whole time? Wow. So for social studies, go watch um, Andy Cohen on The View. 
just now realizing that Black gave me a kid mm. that could <laughs> as, as half of this podcast, I will I will tell you to not do that as well. Because Sonny Hostess sat there on the gonna, panel. Because you're going to have to hear Megan McCain. And I don't want to Actually, no, to she was off today. She was off today. Mm. I don't want to subject y'all to that emotional terrorism that is Megan McCain. Well, she was on that episode of when. when oh, she was. She was on was on. So it's gonna be it's emotional terrorism. Do not <laughs> use a fucking. It's a trap. If you want to be mm-hmm. angry, watch it when Megan McCain is there. It's not there. Um. So the next segment is our songs for our souls. What's the song for your soul this week? Assures. Um. There's a song called Like That Bitch. I want you to open your YouTubes. Her name is Flo Millie. F-L-O-M-I-L-L-I. The first words is five words. I walk around like that bitch. Because I am that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. We're starting there. Okay, cool. And so it's like a cute rap song where she talks about being that bitch because she's got the money. Your man wants to fuck. Uh, her house is doing things. Her baguettes and her Audemars baguettes or whatever these big words is. All these things going on. She's um, She was signed to Sony, Rick, Sony Records Columbia when she was like 19 years old. So this mixtape came out and she's 20 years old. She's from Mobile, Alabama. So first of all, what is the stunt, girl? Anything I'm doing is a stunt because I'm from Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> um, I do want Flo Millie to honestly, openly, I listened to her new mixtape titled Ho, Why Is You Here? <laughs> That's the title of the mixtape. <laughs> and so she talks about her life experience. Address that to coronavirus. Ho, why is you here? <laughs> she openly talks about her life growing up in Mobile, Alabama. But um, her recent video... I walk around, well, it's called Like That Bitch. Um, and she just talks about being that bitch, being confident as a black woman, dark-skinned black woman from Mobile, Alabama, stepping into the rap game. She ain't going to do the same numbers as Cardi B doing. She ain't going to do the same. Y'all not going to allow her to because of her skin tone. Anyway, but moving on back to being confident and having all the things and claiming your man, even if y'all claim him, she, she got a little rights as well. Um, so, um, Like That Bitch by Flo Millie. I'm excited to see where she goes with her rap career. And the video for the song is definitely something I'm here for. Outstanding. Um, yeah. Congrats to the Millennial Girl still releasing music. From Mobile, Alabama to sign to the same brick label as Beyonce, sign me up. <laughs> so, I mean, like, first of all, that is a come up. Is what Just start off there. That's a come up, so... Absolutely. Uh, I hope it's. I hope it works out. Um, <clears throat> the song for my soul is from one of my favorite artists of all time. Period. Beyonce. Well, that is the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the favorite. I said one of. Uh, I don't Not know. I think I might put him. He oh, was it's a him. Top. Yeah, it's a him. He's in my top. I say ten, my top ten artists of all time. Uh, he put out this project in two thousand and five, entitled Hurricane. The the album was entitled Hurricane, and um, is also another album that I believe uh, you can listen to front to back. 
uh, like I said last week, we were talking about albums that you can listen to front to back. Uh, this is another album that if you like Neo Soul, you like deep R&B, uh, Hurricane, you can listen to front to back. Um, obviously, uh, in 2005, this artist was going through a lot of pain, but there is still a lot of light in um, some of the lyrics of the music that he put out in 2005. Uh, Heaven knows what you've been through. So much pain. Even though you can't see me, I'm not far away. We always say if one of us should have went away, we'd light a candle and say a prayer. Know that love still remains. Close your eyes, go to sleep, know my love is all around. Dream in peace, when you wake, you will know I'm still with you. I'm Still With You by Eric Benet. Uh, it's an amazing song. If you've never heard that song before, go check it out. It is very vibey, very neo-soul. Uh, very old school R&B even though it came out in 2005 that was the old it feels very 90s R&B um, and if you got time listen to the whole album Hurricane by Eric Benet Eric Benet talk with myself um, things we're here for this week how do you feel about um, Malik and Lamont Johnson um, Lamont Johnson said he was paid $25,000 to do to get his oh, you gonna, you're gonna make me do this. Cool. How do you feel? What are your initial thoughts? I don't care. All right. So, <laughs> um, okay. So let me tell you why. So, y'all know the story. There's a straight person that has an OnlyFans. He let somebody eat his booty for a little bit of change. Gay people was very up in arms and excited about it. It was. How long was the video? 30 seconds, 35 seconds, 45 seconds, something, something, something. Well, the Twitter promotional video was, yes. The OnlyFans video, I'm sure, is longer than that. I don't care. It's gay betting. It's the same shit that Taylor Swift just did two days ago. Taylor Swift put some, um, some fucking lesbian Easter eggs in her, um, in her new album. And people were like, is Taylor Swift a lesbian? Oh, she might be a member of the LGBT community. Oh, we don't know. No, she's not. You know how much dick Taylor Swift is fucking around with? No, Taylor Swift is not a fucking lesbian. These people aren't even gay. They is gay for pay. That's why I started off the episode with my AKA is uh, straight for pay. It's not interesting. It's really not. So, um, after the promo videos came out, um, so Malik Joseph was in the tub and, um, Lamont Joseph was turned around with his cake out and he was pouring roses on, um, Malik Joseph in a tub. And the initial video, the initial promotional link said, new video alert, new video alert. Are y'all ready for me and bro? Onlyfans.com slash Malik Joseph. So the girls was like, why is Lamont Johnson pouring roses on him like this is coming to America? 
Okay, so the girls waited for a couple of days because, you know, another promotional video is going to come out. Because if he's promoting a video, there's got to be more than one promotional video. What's the, what's uh, the claim to fame? Well, Malik Joseph has 75,000 followers on Twitter. And I know that um, Lamont Johnson had 20,000 followers on Twitter. So okay. I definitely could see so where there could be a 50,000. There's a 50,000 follower grab. So um, the next preview of the video shows where there's a woman involved to the far left. There's a woman laying on her back with her knees um, to her tits. And in the middle of the video, there's um, Lamont Johnson laying on his stomach, the alleged heterosexual, um, with his cake up, and he's eating the woman out. And behind Lamont Johnson is Malik Joseph, the gay, who is eating Lamont Johnson's butt. So Malik Joseph is back there nibbling and... And according to the girls, the um, it wasn't even a full feast the way he was. He wasn't. He wasn't eating like he was hungry. The mm, 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 was kind of. So, yeah. I'm, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't mean to interrupt. Come on. Probably about a year ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, I talked about sucking dick, and I said, if you were gonna suck dick, suck the dick. Be committed. Mm-hmm. Slob, put it all the way in the back of your throat. If your eyes aren't red, if you're not crying, if you can't put the whole thing in there, you need to be doing the best job that you can be doing. Do not come down and be trying to suck dick if you don't really want to be there. I said that about sucking dick. Mm-hmm. Um, and if uh, any new listeners are listening and you don't remember that episode, please uh, feel free to just go back and listen to, to some old episodes and maybe you'll find it. And that's why I, I'm so disinterested in this story is because if you're going to eat ass, eat the motherfucking ass. What the fuck are you doing putting this on the internet talking about Oh look, I'm eating. Oh look, I'm I'm doing something. I'm edgy. Oh, I'm I'm mm, mm, eating a straight man's ass, nigga. Is you hungry? <laughs> is you if if you're not hungry, get out of there. You should not be attempting to eat ass. It shouldn't look like a game. It shouldn't look like you fucking. It wasn't a hunger game. <laughs> if you want to eat the ass, I also have given a class on this one as well. You need to put your whole tongue in there. You need to be using your lips. You need to be sucking. You need to be aparting the cheeks. You need to be full-faced in there eating ass. That's the only way to eat ass. If you're not eating ass like that, you're not eating ass. You're playing with your food. I'm done. So, um... In response, bro, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You think I will pay twenty five k for a nigga? So broadcasting live from his one bedroom in Atlanta. Um, Malik Joseph said, "You think I will pay twenty five k for a nigga?" First of all, yes. I well, no. I don't think you would because you also make your response video from your kitchen in a, a one bedroom apartment. If you had twenty five k, I hope you would put that on a house or make better investments than a one hour session with a straight man to eat butt the way you <clears throat> allegedly. I mean, mm, according to reports I'm seeing online, 
So, um, I really, I agree with Malik Joseph. I don't think he paid Lamont Johnson $25,000 to eat his butt because he making this response video and some Marshall's um, raw stress for less um, white briefs and he's drinking out his neutral system because they probably sent that to him for free because he got 75,000 Twitter followers. So he's drinking out of a damn neutral bullet. Shout out to Manscaped. um, Shout out to Manscaped. Manscaped Manscaped.com. Oh, you know I ain't shit. I done fucked around and spilled my goddamn drink. That's the devil. <laughs> Look at what we're talking about here, the devil. So, um, I'm definitely not here for it this week. Between um, uh, my friend Courtney, um, shout out to the Brown Boys podcast. He tweeted, "Girl, back when we was doing Thugmart.com, it didn't come out this drama. We just got our porn, and the girls went on. These new millennial porn stars come with too much drama. So I'm like." <laughs> mm, I halfway agree with that. Halfway, I do halfway agree with that. I, there was more, there was more fantasy. They had, in, yeah, they had drama. It just wasn't on the internet because we didn't have Twitter when Thugmar <laughs> was popping off, <laughs> and Thugmar was actually sometimes boring. So, who was your alternate if Thugmar had got a little lame? Where would you? I can't say because I don't like them no more. <laughs> so this is the first thing I'm not here for. I got two things. The first thing but I'm from, not here for. But from Thugmart, I did love Giovanni originally. Uh-huh. Um, Tiger Tyson, of course. Yep. And Castro. But. Memories. Hashtag. Don't, don't meet your heroes. That is a real thing. When people say don't meet your heroes. And not that either of them niggas was my heroes. Shout out to Beyonce. Neither my heroes. <laughs> not that any of them niggas was my heroes, but I met some of them and I was like, oh, the fantasy is not here. Oh, I don't feel the fantasy. Yeah, I don't the fantasy very, very, is gone, very, bro. Val- very Valentina. I don't feel <laughs> the fantasy anymore. <laughs> Yikes. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I am here for is G Smalls. He has his new book, Black Enough, Man Enough. It's out right now. Go to Amazon.com, type in G E E S M A L L S. And his book, um, Black Enough, Man Enough. I definitely put it on Ronald Recommends on RonaldMatters.com. <sighs> but what I'm not here for is last night and, I watched. So G G Smalls is from the One and G Foundation, which also puts on. Yeah. Um, fuck. What's the name of the event? The Gentleman's Ball. The Gentleman's Ball. Yes. And from the Gentleman's Foundation. So I wanted to make sure I, we said that. Yes, because they also had a GoFundMe as for ten thousand dollars, and the Black Gays did not donate the ten thousand dollars. So y'all would not be getting a. Um, gentlemen's uh, ball in this time. Ball, not, no, not this year. Because y'all didn't donate. So, um, but what I'm not here for this week in relation to G Smalls is he had a panel last night to promote his book down to the YouTube. So also go to the YouTube and type in G Smalls Black Enough Men Enough Live. Um, oh, it consisted of heterosexuals Frank Sky, <laughs> who is Frank Sky with an I. Who's oh. an Atlanta radio disc jockey? Okay. Eric Kornicki. What does he do? Who knows? Um, another heterosexual name, Herb Van Dorn. What does he do? Who knows? Um, and two gay men who was also black, um, Cleo Menajo 
I apologize if I say his name wrong, but what he stands for, I'm not here for. And Funky Dineva. So, and we all know Funky Dineva does YouTube, and y'all drag him as well. So Frank was saying that people are choosing to go back and forth between men and women, and that messes it up for everybody. So, But Frank also got on, said that um, when he first started as a disc jockey in Baltimore, he was um, hanging out with um, a trans, a person, his co-host dressed in drag and so he would go out to the clubs with his um co-worker and they played house music and so when he got to atlanta that um people was like wow this house music sound like gay shit bro can you not play that uh, so as a person who's supposed to be an advocate for our community which is why i'm sure g smalls put you on the panel for his new book down to the streets um i would expect you to have better commentary than um some people choose to be gay and that messes up. No, they choose to be bisexual and that messes it up for everybody because you cannot forget that bisexuality exists. Um, that, that's a real thing. Some people like boys on this day and if their their love takes them another place, they can like girls. Okay. Well, that's one way to put it from a bisexual person. <laughs> I'm, I'm, to that I'm subject. not that. It's not, it's not, it's not a day by day thing. I can still I can still love men and women on the same day. Oh, as a bisexual man, and that's possible. You know what? That is wow, and and that is more in line with how most bisexual people feel and identify. Is I don't have to have a certain um, season of a season of dick or a season of pussy. I can like both at the same time today. I would fuck a woman, but I'm gonna fuck him with. I will fuck her with my husband. I will fuck a man with my husband. He is not bisexual, so the likelihood of us fucking someone other than each other is probably going to be a man. But I'm open to sex with women because I'm bisexual. I don't need to love another woman because I'm already in love and married. So I'm not going to love a woman foreseeably in the future because I'm already married. So but, Dr. Cleo. Go ahead. So Dr. Cleo with his um, aggressive heteronormative attitude, but he was applying it to gay. Um, he was saying that he don't like to come on platforms like this. He don't like panels because if he don't like having to wait his turn to speak. And I was like, stay uh, home. You shouldn't be uh, here. Mm, okay. Um, and he said that he identifies as, quote, same gender loving, end quote, because LGBT is a white social construct. And he um, continued to perpetuate that all these conspiracies, it was just all these things about everything about being LGBT was um, a white social construct and it did not apply to same gender loving. And that the black people had decided same gender loving was going to be the, their thing, and they're going to let the white people have LGBT. Oh my gosh, what the hell are you talking about? And he gets to sit on CNN because what he was touting um, in his footnotes, and he mentioned it I think twice in the, the damn live stream was he's a CNN contributor. You you know how many people is loud and wrong on fucking CNN? CNN be trying to get equal opinions and equal votes. Bitches is loud and wrong on CNN as well. But anyway, all right, moving on. Um, But also to Earl Cornicky, who is he? 
no clue. Um, he said that he never wants to be perceived by people who, quote, may think I am because of who I'm with. He didn't want to be perceived as gay because of who he's with. But he also said that he's an advocate for the LGBT community, but trans murders do not show up on his timeline. And he continued to mention his gay cousin multiple times um, as if that was his black friend. So how can you say, like, you have a gay cousin, but so is your cousin not popping up on your timeline? Is your gay cousin not promoting that trans people are murdered at an alarming rate? Is your your black gay cousin not saying, I'm out here standing alone in these streets? How are you saying, Earl? Um, Cornicky, whoever you are, that I mean, he had on the shirt, Yes, my wife is black, but yes, your cousin is black as well. So you're saying, like, oh, trans murders don't show up on your timeline, and it's in the conversation around how, um, social media being the news, yes, what what leads the headlines on Twitter, what leads the headlines on Instagram, what fucking leads the headlines on Facebook, as the goddamn CEO of Facebook said down to the panel today in federal legislation. Facebook leads the fucking news. There's black gay stories on your timeline, but you're choosing to only put the Fox News girls in your news feeds, and you, you only... Cause and choosing term- to not look for... So sitting on this panel tonight and saying, well, yesterday night, and saying that, oh, well, black trans murders don't show up on my timeline, but also sitting on the same panel and saying that you're an ally of the LGBTQ community, it's pointless. You know what you could do? Clock out for me, baby. What's that girl that's been doing those videos? Clock out for me. (laughs) Clock out for me, baby. You can clock out for me. That panel was so problematic. And everybody on that panel kept on saying that, like, Funky Dineva was hurt because Funky Dineva kept saying he hated going to the barbershop because what happened, they would talk about faggots and, and can't nobody be gay in the in the community. And Funky Dineva said he he does not argue at his big age. I think Funky Dineva's like 37 years old. Funky Dineva said, at my big age, I don't argue with straight people about LGBT issues anymore. What is the point? And so Herb sat on down to the panel and said that Dineva's mindset is pointless. And as long as Dineva continues to come from a hurt place, straight <laughs> men who support the LGBT Fuck. community cannot support him Fuck because that. many more straight men support us than we know. Fuck and that. Herb also said, quote, regarding all of Funky Dineva's <laughs> exclamation points in the panel, Herb says, I'm past that. He said it loud. Exclamation mark, big chested. But do you know how the reason why Funky Dineva was set on that panel as the only loud voiced black gay man is because that's the only one that um, G Smalls could find. So I don't think that's the case. I'm also not done. Give me, I'm almost there. So Herb also brought up another one of the straight people brought up Don Lemon and said that Don Lemon does not represent all men because he doesn't go home to a wife and children and raise a family. And he is not a mentor in his community and professional. So uh, to sit up there and say in one, in one voice, Herb said, 
well, you know what? We got a black man in primetime TV. He gets the whole hour to pick the issues that he wants, and he gets to lead on the number one news network around the world. But everything that Don Lemon talks about is minimized because he doesn't go home to a wife and kids, and he's not a leader in his community. If you don't get the fuck away from me with this, go get out. Go Literally get out. It is no production in Adele to the movie screens. It's a literal from me to you. Get out. <laughs> and so, G Smalls, I don't know what the hell happened, but I hope that for your next panel to promote your book, G Smalls, Black Enough, Man Enough, the book is out. I'm, I'm going to get my copy. I'm going to read it. I'm absolutely here for it. But G Smalls, to promote your book, you have got to get some better panels because the girls that you elected for this first one could not get reelected in Atlanta. They won't get reelected in D.C. And they definitely won't get elected in New York. And they could not possibly never be elected in Florida. So G Smalls, I'm here for you having a book. Here for it. But what you're doing to promote this book, go away from me with this. Uh, we still love you, G Smalls, and I'm gonna <laughs> leave that there. <clears throat> um, what I am not here for this week is um a couple being rejected um, by a video company for their wedding. Uh, I know that we are in 2020. Uh, I know that the pandemic is going on. And you would think that there would be more compassion in the world. But (laughs) the world said, (laughs) no. No, we're not doing that. Compassion? What? No. Kelly Roberts and Mallory Arthur recently reached out to a video company. Um... Uh, I ain't even going to say the name because fuck them. Uh, to see if they'd film their wedding. They got a rejection because they said they didn't film homosexual weddings. She didn't even try to mask her homophobia in the email. <laughs> Did y'all see what happened with the Kate decision to the Supreme Court? You can't, you can't just openly cover... Res- okay, you got a point and you'll, you'll get there. That's that's the point. That's, that's the point. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying is this has been litigated before. <laughs> And y'all are wrong. The courts, the lower courts and the Supreme Court have told y'all that y'all are wrong and y'all can't do this. And y'all still don't give a fuck about saying, you know what, mm, my Christian values. And y'all are really, y'all are willing to put it in writing. You are willing to put homophobia and hate speech in writing and don't give a fuck in 2020 in middle of a pandemic. So I'm saying in the middle of a pandemic because this is a time when a lot of businesses, small businesses that you were just advocating for that I was advocating for in the beginning where we were advocating about, Oh, or was that something we were talking about offline, but we were advocating for small businesses. Okay. Um, this is a small business. I ain't going to say the, the name of the, the company, but I looked it up. She's a small business. She don't have, <laughs> she don't small. have much. She's less than 50 employees. She's miniature. I'm miniature 
at best. <laughs> She's a miniature business. So this miniature business in the middle of a pandemic that can't be doing much business at all. Because when was the last time you saw a wedding? I'm not going to now. You ain't seen no wedding clips, videos, nothing. No one's doing weddings right now. Pandemic. <laughs> so you're you're not making that much money. Even if you're making if you make a, a couple hundred dollars to keep the business afloat, cool. You're not making that much money. This yeah, wedding tax is serious. And I'm telling you about the wedding tax that you made. <laughs> I'm trying not to be triggered. Um so someone is approaching you with some business and trying to give you their money. And you are turning their money away because you don't want to work with homosexual weddings. I'm not here for it. Um, I'm absolutely here for the couple, uh, Kelly Roberts and Mallory Arthur. I hope that y'all get y'all wedding together. I hope that it is as safe as possible and y'all enjoy wedding bliss. But... um, Thank God you dodged a bullet because you could be working with this homophobic company and you didn't have to. And uh, I wanted to highlight that because let these people tell you that they bigots. Let these people tell you that they homophobic. I'm okay with that. Tell me that you homophobic. Tell me that uh, you a bigot. I don't have to spend my money over there. You know how many other places I could spend my money at? Not there. Bitch, I'm forwarding this email to the goddamn local council because uh, this this thing where the cake story got big <clears throat> is that they they sent it to some council and the council was like, wow, this is against the law. We'll represent you pro bono. And then yeah. that council decided to take it to the supreme. They took it to the state court and then the state court was going back and forth. But since the supreme court decision is already that girl, take it to one court, get your payout, and then you know what you have an extra hundred seventy five thousand dollars to spend on your wedding. <laughs> Or your house. <laughs> if you can get that out that miniature ass business. Because again, you can't get much of it out of a miniature. You know what? You can't get think nothing about, think about the regular size snicker. <laughs> yeah. Think about the regular size snicker. You're like, oh, okay. Mm, I can get full. I can get a good snack. You can't get shit out of a fucking miniature snicker. And that's what this business is. It's a miniature <laughs> snicker. You can't get shit out of that. <laughs> so move on. Have a good wedding and don't focus on the miniatures. That was a good one. So, uh if you guys are uh new to our show, you know that we have gotten to our last call. Well, you wouldn't know. Well, yeah. You huh? wouldn't know. <laughs> That we have gotten to our last call, but it's now time for our last call. So we are going to do our last call. Make sure you pour yourself a shot of something. Uh, if you are still in quarantine, make sure it is alcoholic because you ain't going no goddamn where. If you are not in quarantine, uh, have some water, coffee, or tea. It is now time for our last call, and you're going first. Okay, here we go. Let me get it out the way. Okay. Um, my last call goes to drag queen rest in peace to lady red couture of hey queen okay well that's so, the last call then so my, that was my last call as well 
Because let me tell you something. When Hey Queen came out in 2014, it was Johnny McGovern, Lady Red Couture, and whoever was sitting on the couch that week. Um, Johnny McGovern had the questions. Lady Red brought the chicken in case the bitch wanted a snack. <laughs> um, but she also had a condition called cyclic vomiting syndrome. And she was recently admitted to the ICU due to complications from that. Johnny McGovern wanted to make sure people know she's tested COVID-19 negative throughout the whole thing. It's just that she, with this cyclic vomiting syndrome, your gastrointestinal system is like, no, nobody's supposed to be here. <laughs> no, So your body vomits it up. And so you can't even drink a glass of water. You end up being dehydrated. You just end up like, wow, I just really don't, I'm fatigued. You need to go to the ER because you need to at least let them put some something in your IV fluids that can bypass your stomach because you have like, is she was, Lady Red Couture was 43 years old and suffering with cyclic vomiting, ooh, vomiting syndrome. Oh, Lord, big words, medical diagnoses. Um, so she was well known from that, but she was also the security guard down to the um, clubs down in LA because she stood seven foot three in heels. And um, her tagline was that she was the the largest drag queen in captivity. So that was a cute little giggle. But you know what? I can tell y'all one thing. My co-host is 2014, and in 2020, something happened to my co-host. Y'all like y'all have to clock me out. I don't know who put the GoFundMe link up. GoFundMe link. First of all, oh, my shit, co-host don't, don't kill need, me yet. Fuck. My co-host don't need a GoFundMe link because first of all, I'm gonna make sure he took in her of took in okay um but johnny mcgovern has somehow found the way to give all the fans um icu updates and now the lady red has passed um put up the go because they are independent contracts they were entrepreneurs they did hey queen and they was like girl you quit your job i'm quit my job we're gonna do hey queen full-time they've interviewed rupaul they've interviewed sasha valor all of them they interviewed winner, all the girls every winner the every winner, winner of every, every drag race loser. every winner of every drag race all the girls that didn't win that should have won, they've interviewed all of them. All the up-and-coming girls, they did all those things. And for them to both quit their jobs, to be roommates down to the L.A. together and say, hey, we're going to start Hey Queen together, and we're going to do this. And so for Johnny McGovern to lose his co-host, a black tra- a black um, woman who dressed up in track, um, girl, I can't tell y'all what happened to me if my co-host left here, girl. Girl, y'all better. I don't know who y'all who's who y'all gonna call. Who y'all ain't nobody to call because if my coach go up out of here, girl, then y'all have three years of episodes <laughs> before a podcast to go back and reflect on, uh, study, write the book. Uh, I would like uh, for it to be a college uh, class that can be given from previous episodes. Thank you so much. I will say that here. Um, I don't think that Lady Red Couture uh, fully told us her identity. True. Uh, I think that on surface level, we thought that Lady Red Couture is a drag queen, but I think that Lady Red Couture may have closely, more closely identified as a trans woman. I do, too. I, I didn't want to say that because she think, didn't think. And that's why I said I think. And you know who's not here to tell us the difference? Lady Red Couture. So that's why I'm saying that. 
because I don't want it to be misconstrued as she was just a, a drag queen. I think her identity was more aligned with a trans woman. I think that she was closely, more closely identified as a trans woman. Yeah. What I will say is that uh, she was a mother. She was a mentor and she was a friend to many. Um, a mother as in uh, she has uh, multiple uh, children mm-hmm. uh, that studied under her uh, as in ballroom culture. So we talk about legendary on the show a lot. When you see um, the mothers and the fathers in legendary, they can be identified as male or female or trans. Regardless, they are still the mother of the house. Yep. The mother of the house of Gucci slash the father of the house of Gucci. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm, that thing. Jarrell. <laughs> mm. Gorgeous Gucci. Gorgeous. I think Gucci probably filed a lawsuit. They're like, girl, you need to be identified something else. Come on. It don't matter. <laughs> I'm here for it. Cause and, I, I want... and I'm not, let's not make that about that. Anyway, the, the moment Lady Red. Is, Lady Red Couture. Rest in peace. Um, a mother, a mentor, and a friend to many, and um, a trailblazer and an inspiration. Uh, gone too soon. Uh, and not talked about enough, unfortunately, but that's why we are talking about her. Rest in peace. Rest in power. That is this week's episode of Here For It Podcast. Make sure you follow the show on the internet at Here For It Pod and, of course, HereForItPod.com. Um, when you're talking about the show on the internet, use our hashtag Here For It Hive. And my name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And, of course, RonaldMatters.com. Just came in um, number one on some new list. Um, beep, 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 beep. I was like, what is going on? The girl was like, hey, we just added you to our list. And then I went and looked at, oh, I'm number one on the list. Ten years in the whole running. And Top shout two, out, not number two. And um, they were like, shout out to the web design because their website is really cute. And I posted it when I shared it on Facebook. Y'all, Terrell is that guy. Make sure that you guys are hiring Terrell if you need web design. Go to my Facebook, DM me, ask me, and wherever you can ask me, Terrell, that's his name. It's it's just he don't have a last name on Facebook. I don't know what I don't know how people do that, um, but his name is Terrell on Facebook. So like I'll Madonna. give you his <laughs> uh, Madonna bad reference. Oh, Beyonce, Beyonce. <laughs> on the view. Wow, you're a Beyonce. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and when it comes to web design, Terrell is that. Thank you. So if you need to hire Terrell. Make sure you can pay his rate. Do not ask him for no discount because he's going to tell me that I have to drag you. But shout out to me. Number one on the new list this week. Um, and shout out to Terrell, my web designer. I could not do it without him because he puts the X's and the O's in the background. Binary. <laughs> Thank you guys again uh, for being patient with us uh and thank you guys again for supporting us we greatly appreciate it we will be back again <gasps> soon. 
President Obama is going to deliver the eulogy at John Lewis's funeral service. Oh, there's going to be a moment. And then Donald Trump was like, I'm not going to the film. Nigga, did nobody fucking want you there? Did you know that? Surprise! We didn't want you there. Sorry. I'm like, breaking news. Get off social media. <laughs> Thank you guys again for listening to Here for a Podcast uh, through all, all of our uh, things. Uh, we're probably going to continue to have some things. And um, we will see y'all again soon. I am the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N, aka aka oh girl huh, aka the how the heir of the house of Martell, and only my Game of Thrones watchers will know what that means. Yeah, who are you? I did it already. Why you listening to me? You don't listen to me. Wow, as a black film presenting man in America. America. I miss it so much. Thank you guys so much. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.